Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining the 17th episode of Carrie Aller and Friends Coffee Chat. Today I have with me my sweet friend Deborah Ford. Hi Deborah. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. So Deborah and I met a few years back. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember. Three? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And Deborah is also an author and a speaker and she is just such a blessing, and I know that you've done stuff in prison ministry and different things like mm-hmm. that. So. Yes, I um, did some prison work in, in Oregon when I lived there, and then I moved here five years ago and um, have done some here as well. Yeah, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. So, you know, I want to ask you right now, like, when you felt burdened to do prison ministry stuff, what what kind of action steps did you have to take to be able to do that? Um, I went through a, a lot um, in my own testimony that um, empowered me to uh, understand. It was like um, I felt like I should have been caught several times right. in my uh, pre-Christ days. And by his grace and mercy, I wasn't, but I still uh, felt compassion for those people that were in there. And um, I went through a lot of soul searching and just praying, and God opened the doors for the people that helped prepare me for prison ministry. Um, they are at the at the very bottom of of self-assurance and they have no self-esteem a lot of them are abuse cases um drug drug addicts a lot of different stories and so I did have to go through uh some classes and um I went with people for a while until I felt more confident in what I was doing what I was sharing Mm -hmm. and then they kind of sent me out on my own yeah and you do Mm -hmm. singing ministry I mean you are very diverse in what you do um, yes, uh, my father plopped me down at a piano when I was five years old, mm-hmm. and when I turned 22, um, the Lord started taking that for himself. Yeah, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. We are just actually having a conversation, and you, before I go into that, though, you are drinking what from Starbucks? Because I see your Starbucks cup. <laughs> I am drinking cold brew. There you go. Cold brew. Awesome. Is that your favorite? It's my favorite. Is it? Splenda and heavy cream. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, I actually interviewed my friend Nicole earlier, and she she orders a, uh, excuse me if I get this wrong, but I believe she said it would say uh, iced coffee with vanilla that doesn't taste like coffee. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> I loved it so much. I was like, that's amazing. Some people put a little coffee in their cream. Yeah, so. there you go. There you go. But, you know, uh, I know that you and I were talking, we were talking about how a lot of Christians right now are not in the word of God like they should be. Um, and, you know, the Bible says we perish for a lack of knowledge. Like, why do you think it's important for us to dig in the word? Right. Um, first of all, there is no condemnation for people who are in Christ. Right. And so I want to I want to make sure that people know that this isn't a no, a condemnation thing, but um if you are struggling, if you are um not able to see that your marriage has taken a turn for the better or your child hasn't come back after several years of being away, being in the word of God and understanding that it is alive 
and well today. And the things that he spoke 2,000 years ago apply to today. Um, every single word in there has a purpose and a meaning. Right. And so every situation that we could possibly go through um, emotionally, physically, or spiritually, um, the answer is in God's word. Yeah. And plus the enemy messes with your mind. Right. And the way that the Lord Jesus fought the enemy was with the word. Yeah. And so um, the word I've hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee is true. And so when those thoughts come in and we all get attacked with the thoughts, um, we can counterbalance and counteract and fight the enemy off by saying, no, this is the truth of what God says about me over my situation, but we need to know the word of God for that to happen. Absolutely. And so it is so important for us to know his word, know the context of what he said, um, and... It's just a very powerful tool in fighting off a very real enemy. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important for us to be in the Word of God because that is the truth. Right. There's so many lies that we, you know, you can just pull up your phone and look on social media, lie after lie after lie, or you turn on the TV, lie after lie after lie. But That's people right. need to open the Word of God and get that truth in them. And I think we live in a society that accepts things because that we've been so inundated with um, different different things that we accept things that God says are unacceptable, and it's it's made us into um, a city and a nation that um, just allows the gray area that God never wanted right in our lives right. And so it makes the battle that much stronger because we're allowing, we're kind of, that's what makes us lukewarm. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's great if you're cold and running away or it's great if you are really on fire, but he says he's going to spew lukewarm out of his mouth. Yeah. And so that's kind of where the enemy wants us. Absolutely. And we can't really serve God and walk hand in hand with the enemy. It just, yeah. it doesn't work. Right. And so that's why it's important that I think um, because society will allow you to do things that hurt the heart of God. Absolutely. And we just don't want to do that. So we need to be very clear with what he says about certain things. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a lot of contraceptive Christians out there. Yes. And what I mean by that is, (laughs) is that we want the feeling of that, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in love with the Lord. I I love him. I want to be here. I want to worship, you know, on Sundays. And then we check that off the box and then we go throughout our week and we don't acknowledge God in our days. Right. And I think that's the issue at hand. Right. So how can we fix that? And people don't want to be, um, they want to be accepted and they want to be a part of. And sometimes when you speak the truth of what God says, it means that you're going to get shunned or you're going to get some opposition. But, you know, we have our fear of God has got to be stronger than our fear of man. Yeah. And he brings all of that around. If we speak into somebody's life that may be off a little bit and they get upset or offended, everybody is so afraid to offend, even though that's what Jesus did a lot of the time. 
um, we have to trust and have enough faith that God is going, that you've planted a seed. Right. And God is going to grow that seed and bring that person. And you may be the one, the only one that spoke that truth into the person to get them back on track with the Lord. Right. We can't be afraid to do that. Nope. So that's why it's so important to be in God's word so that you can just take people. There's a, she's trying so hard not to laugh. I like told her when she walked in, there's the, these flies. Like every time I open the door to let my dogs out, these stupid flies come in. I, you know, me and God are going to have a conversation why flies were invented in the first place. But, um, so there's this fly that keeps flying around her head. She's trying so hard not to laugh and I keep shooing it away. (laughs) All right. I think it's gone now. (laughs) But that's why I think it's so important to understand and know the word of God so that you can take somebody that may be a little bit off track and you can take them to his word and say, this is what our Lord says about this. Yeah. And then, then they're dealing with God and not you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I think that's good. So, okay. You wrote a book. Yes. Yes. And what is it called? It's called Fear Not Is Not a Suggestion. Okay, and what age group is that for? That is for probably older teens. Older teens, okay. Into adults. Okay. And then I also wrote a children's version, um, uh, The Friendlies Meet the Faithfuls. Oh, cool. And the children's version is the first one in the series that will help children overcome some very real fears that they struggle with. Yeah. Um, but that is the the first in the series, and... As with adults, children, the first step in overcoming any kind of fear is um, giving your heart and giving your life to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. And so that kind of leads them through that. The the uh, Freddies are Freddy cats, and they meet the faithfuls who are German shepherds, and they they go through this little process of giving their hearts to the Lord. That's really cool. So, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. So where can people get your books? Right now it's self-published on Amazon. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Amazon. Yeah. I feel like everything is on Amazon these days. Everything is on Amazon. I mean, seriously. Pretty pretty soon we're going to have like this robot thing. It's going to be like iRobot and they're going to come to the door and drop your whatever Yeah, off. you're not going to have to do anything. Exactly. <laughs> and then we'll be like the people in Wally, you know, and not be able to do anything. So That's right. Yes. <laughs> Deborah, I know you moved here to Oklahoma, and that was a you know leap of faith and and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, when someone's moving to a new place and stuff, or maybe God has them in a transition season or a new season or a season full of what I like to call instead of obstacles, I call them opportunities. What would you say to that person right now to encourage them? You know. Um, Again, the the deeper you are, the deeper your relationship is with the Lord, and the more you understand that your fulfillment, that your completeness comes from God. Right. The more willing you are to do things that other people kind of may raise their eyebrows at. And that's kind of where I was. My mother and father had both passed away um, by the year 2013. And my kids were grown and married, and um, 
my nursing career was coming to an end, and, and God was just wrapping up a lot of loose ends before I had met John. And um, so moving to Oklahoma, I felt called here for more than just my husband. There's something happening in Oklahoma City. Yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but there are a lot of people coming here from all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that there's going to be a huge move of God here and that I'm here for a bigger purpose than just being in love with my honey buns. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Honey buns. So so um, he's an amazing man of God, and I adore him, and we have a wonderful life together. But there's something happening. God is stirring in Oklahoma City. And um, I am blessed to be a part of that. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is yet. Right. been here five years now, and I'm not sure what that is yet. But I know he has a bigger plan and a purpose. But I think if God is calling you, we have to be like the people in the Bible. When God said, go, you go. Right. When he says, stay, you stay. Right. And you just trust that he knows what's best. Make sure it is God. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure it is God. Take your time. But um, when he brings you to something, he brings you through something. Yeah. You know, that's that's a big saying right now, but it's so true. So I just think uh, making sure that it is the Lord and then waiting on him to prepare you. You know, when you said, like, it's a saying, you know, the God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. We were also talking about another saying earlier where people always say, well, God won't give you more than you can handle. But you and I both are on the same page and we both agree that... It's a bunch of baloney. It is baloney. Because if you look in God's word, people were given so much more than they could handle. But that's where God, like, shined, you know? And it, I don't know. I don't get that statement, though, with the... Uh, it comes out of Corinthians. Yeah. I can't think of the exact verse where it says if um, he will always give you an opportunity not to sin. Um, but people have turned that around and just there's a lot of sayings today that if you look in Scripture, they're just not there. Right. And that's one of them. He will always give you more than you can handle because he's God. Yeah. And that's what builds your faith. And that's how he can show himself God to you is um, giving you more than you can handle so that you turn to him. Right. I know one of the darkest times in my life is when my husband and I first got married, we had a miscarriage. We were, Mm -hmm. uh, we actually got pregnant on our honeymoon. We called it the Maui Wowie or my dad (laughs) did. And it was really embarrassing because my dad said the Maui Wowie, but (laughs) I was like, oh no, he knows what my husband and I did. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so yeah, we, we got pregnant on our honeymoon. We were going to start our family early and we had the miscarriage and that was such a dark time because I didn't understand what God was doing. But in that time, it allowed me to just really press into God. And I felt so much right. uh, peace that I had never felt really before. Mm-hmm. And then a couple months later, we got pregnant with our son, Abram. And so had I not had that miscarriage I don't know if I would have Abram so right I didn't I didn't understand I still don't understand we named that baby Aaron so we don't know if that baby was a boy or a girl but we named that baby Aaron so we know that we'll meet Aaron someday in heaven but anyway I think that in those times of not understanding and feeling like God's given you a lot you just press into him and allow him to pour his grace on you 
Yeah, there were things that I went through when I was growing up that kind of formed uh, formed who I was by the time I was a late teen. And um, it, I was very confused, very uh, not sure about anybody, and um, had had done a lot of confusing things or had a lot of things done to me that were very confusing. And um, I was pregnant when I was 19. And I'm making a very long story short, but um, I was in a family that didn't believe in unwed parents. Um, I I had confused sexuality with love. Um, And I was married divorced with two babies in four years. So I, I had, and I had recycled because I'm, I was just marrying people because I had to or else I was going to lose my family. And so um, then I got married a third time mm-hmm. and that lasted uh, 15 years. And then something, and it was very good. Um, the man was... Um, very godly. We did worship together. We read the Bible together. We raised our kids together, and then the enemy got in there. Mm-hmm. And I found out about an affair with one of my very good friends for a year mm. before I had found out about it. So in 2009, my kids were pretty much grown, um, but uh, I found out my husband was having an affair. My mom passed away, and my son was serving in Iraq. Mm. So it wasn't a good year for me. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I was like, okay, I'd been with non-believer men, and then I gave my life to the Lord, and I had been with a man that I believed was my life mate, and that didn't work. Mm-hmm. So the enemy really ha- has been trying to take me out for a long time right? and turn me against God. Mm-hmm. And it took me three years for him to just gently restore me mm. to a point. Because I told him, I said, I'm never getting married again. And I, right. women are, whew, right. you know, forget it. And mm-hmm. he said, no. He says, I'm going to give you your forever man and you're going to minister to women. And so we argued for three years (laughs) because it was like, uh uh-uh. Yeah. (laughs) But he's so gentle and and he's so wonderful. Um, He -hmm. got rid of all my gunk, gave me uh, my forever guy, and now I I trust again, which was really hard for me. Sure. You know, I trust him. um, I trust women. Um, People are infallible. They're going to hurt you. But... um, he is forever faithful. Yeah. So he really does give you more than you can handle, but <laughs> he is very faithful to get you through it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And man, what a powerful testimony that is. And I, you know, man, what would you say to the woman or the man right now that recently did find out that they had their spouse had an affair? I would tell them um, to really seek God. The enemy is alive and well, and he is attacking identity and he is attack- attacking family units. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is key. Um, I don't believe that affairs are the end all. 
they are a biblical reason for a divorce. Um, unfortunately, divorce is just as high in the church as it is out. Right. Um, and for some reason, that's happening. But if you can view your spouse as somebody who is um, somebody that makes mistakes, we all make mistakes, and I know that that's a heavy, heavy burden. But I also know stories of redemption where God has healed the hearts, forgiveness has happened, and the marriage has been restored. Right. Um, if both people are willing to be separate and get the help they need and make God the center, it's a lot of hard work. But I love redemption stories, and God is in the redemption business, mm-hmm. and I know that it can happen Amen. Um, if both parties are willing. Right. So um, in my case, unfortunately, um, he, um, the affair had been going on for quite a while. They felt they were in love and wanted to get married, so I really didn't have a choice for reconciliation. Right. But that was part of my story, too, because I wouldn't have met John mm. and had that fulfillment of having a man that adores me the way God does. And right. so... Um, and my daddy loves me so much that he wanted me to have that. Yeah. And so I know that it's possible because I've seen marriages restored that have gone through that. And you just have to get past the hurt and the blame and make God your center. I love that so much. I love your transparency. And I feel like that's what a lot of us need to be doing is be more transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, we shouldn't be acting like everything is perfect all the time because that's not realistic. No. You know, and a lot of times people post the pretty pictures of the one spot in their house that's clean. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, I mean, I'm guilty of that. Like, I had Mount Everest in my room the other day. My husband was looking at it. I was like, I know, I know. So I finally got that taken care of. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, but I just love your transparency. I love your story. Um, And... You know, I want to connect you with my friend Nicole. Actually, she sure. uh, she was on the podcast before you, actually, and um, she does lavish ministries, and that was such a cool. I'm going to connect you guys. Okay, so Nicole, shout out! I'm connecting you <laughs> with my sweet friend Deborah. <laughs> but um, anyway, Deborah, is there anything else that you'd love to share, or anything, or something that's on your heart before we kind of wrap it up? I just would love for people to. Um, Start being transparent and start speaking truth, God's truth, into people's lives. Um, We live in a society, unfortunately, and a lot of my stuff happened in my youth because we needed to keep up appearances, and we had to wear the mask of the perfect family because my parents could not, and this is no fault to them, they were wonderful parents, but they, they just could not come to a place where... Um, they could allow people to see that there was something wrong in our family. And um, it just caused a lot of confusion and stuff growing up to a place where I didn't have that solid foundation of right and wrong because there was wrong going on. Right. And it was called right. Mm. So... um, Speaking, I think that there's a lot of that happening in today's society 
And if, if somebody calls somebody out on something that is evident sin in God's word, they are told that they're not doing it in love. And I think it's just the opposite. I think it's very unloving not to help somebody back on that straight and narrow road with God. And so um, that's kind of uh, my heart is to get people to a place where they aren't afraid to speak God's truth because right. our voices have to get louder than the enemies. Yeah. And the enemies is screaming right now. Yeah. And um, that's why the Lord had me write, fear not is not a suggestion. We can't walk in fear of man. No. We have to walk in the fear of the Lord. Right. Which is so much different. Oh, yeah. And so that's just kind of my passion is to help people reach that place where they can they can speak the truth of God and not feel condemnation or afraid that they're going to lose something. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, Deborah, is there a way that um, people can either get a hold of you through email or social media or anything like that? I'm on Facebook um, under Deborah Ford. You can friend me. Um, my phone number is 405-962-9422, and you can shoot me a text. Um, I don't answer a lot of phone calls during the day, but I do return texts if you want to shoot me a text. Um, and then my email is debohannn at yahoo.com. So it's debohann09 at yahoo.com. And that's, that's it. I just loved it when you're like, wait a minute. Like, I, I do that too. If I'm like verbally telling or spelling something, I'm like, is that right? I have to spell How do I spell my name? Yeah. It's, it's the long way. Right. <laughs> well, I just have enjoyed you being on the show and um, thank you so much. And again, if you all are in need of a speaker for your next event, if you need someone to help lead worship, if you are involved in a prison ministry and you need, you're looking for a speaker, I know Deborah would love to be a part of Absolutely, those. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you so much, sister. Thank you. All right. God bless you guys.